0: Is Hunter Wohler the breakout star, not just for the defense, but for the Wisconsin Badgers this year? You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team, faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. Terms and conditions to apply. Thank you so much for everybody tuning into this. As always, we really do appreciate uh you allowing us to be a tiny part of your day. And let's get going. We got we got the, the three amigos on today. Classic movie and an even more classic podcast that we're creating here. Um, Justin, Rajiv. Guys, we're talking safeties. Um, and we're going to just start off with the the big question. I put it here. I let off in the intro. It's our show's title is Hunter Woller going to be the big breakout star for the Badgers this year, or is he not going to live up to that hype?
1: I think it depends on what we're looking at with him. Um, if we're talking for the team overall, no, I don't think so. Because I think that that guy is a, a fellow by the name of Bryson green, who I think is going to absolutely explode this year. Um, for the defense, yes. I think that that is going to be – Wooler has the skill set that perfectly fits the dollar position and allows him to be a guy – like at maguana Go, he did a ton of this type of stuff. Played in the box, came downhill, and blew up plays like crazy in high school. And he has got some great range. He's a guy that I'd love to watch cover a tight end. I think he's got the length for it. So I think he's, he's almost a perfect fit for this kind of hybrid role that we plan on putting him in. Um, which I think gives him some flexibility. He's faster than any of our linebackers. So he's a guy that if you have, if he has to make a play and get to a spot that's not – it's one of the, the things that I heard coming out of camp was that he was the guy that was kind of – kept making plays that you're not supposed to be able to make. Like the, the play is set up so that if it's run this, this particular way, he's supposed to be unaccounted for because there's no way he can get to it. And now you have a guy that's actually just athletic enough that can actually get to the play which is where i think that Wooler has a chance to be the best safety that we've had in this type of role since um oh my caputo caputo was just blew up so many plays back in the day and when uh, aranda was running defense and i think that that's the type of season that wooler can have
2: is he the star of the defense i would say he's up there with Muma. Um, I think that it's hard to see. It's hard to say what it's going to happen because of, you know, we don't really know what the safeties are going to, the role they're going to play in this defense. We'll find out soon enough. Is he the best safety? Absolutely. Um, he's going to be great. I think this spot is super deep. Um, Hunter Wooler is look, the guys had injuries. It's time for him to really step up and, and, and be that winning guy. And, we expect him to. I mean, he, he definitely has all the physical tools. There's no reason why this team's not going to be super good because of him. And he can kind of do it all over the field. He's the biggest of our safeties at 211. Two um, it's close with, with the other guys. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the star of the defense, but he's the star of the safety group and a very, very deep safety group at that. You're muted. I can't hear you, Ryan.
0: I am muted. Sorry, my children are running around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to be respectful of everybody. I was going to say, um, I just had this incredibly lucid point that everybody missed. And I'm not going to be able to recreate that. Uh, I was going to say though, I think that he checks a ton of boxes for what you want in a modern safety. I think like Justin said, he can run the seams. He can run tight ends down. He can play some center field, but we know he can come up and be physical. He's going to make plays. And this is now his third year, right in, in college football. So he should be kind of entering that prime of that college football. So I think he checks a lot of boxes. I used to think when he first came in the program, I thought he'd be more of an in-the-box guy like a Caputo. I think he's got more range than that. So I think he has more of an all-around game. Um, I do have a question a little bit, and I'll kick this over to you guys. It feels like he is a similar physical type of player, uh, maybe to a a Kamoila 2 in a sense, Trevion Blaylock's 5'11". I don't know if we have a center fielder. Uh, in our safety group, like a real good rangy long center fielder, is that Hunter Wola, or is that a spot? You know, when I'm thinking of a center fielder, I'm thinking back to like a McAvoy, somebody who can really patrol sideline to sideline in the deep middle.
1: I think to me that's Blaylock. I actually think that he he's got plenty of speed out on the back end. I think that he's a guy who can really run. I would be shocked if he's not a four or five guy. I think he may be one of the faster guys that we have on defense. Um, so I think that he is going to be able to to do that without a problem at all. The two probably got underrated speed too. I think I don't know if he's necessarily a guy you look at as a center fielder in terms of his ability to turn and drop, but he I think he is a guy who athletically is has plenty of tools to work with out there. Yeah, I
2: would agree with that. I actually think that Braden Moore, not now because he's he's young, but I think he has that ability to be that center fielder with his ball skills that he has. I really like Braden Moore coming up through the system, uh, but right now, yeah, Blaylock's—he's a little small. He's quick, uh, d- d- typical, like true center field type of safety, probably not. But collectively, as a group, all those all those holes can easily be filled.
0: All right, let, let's do some positional grades here. We're going to get in depth chart. So the top three of Hunter Waller, and we're going to talk about all these players as well: too, Trayvon Blaylock, then you have Preston Zachman, Austin Brown, Braden Moore, kind of behind them. I'm gonna, I'll just kick this first grade off. For me, it's an A. I, I think this is an exceptionally strong two-deep with star power at the top. There's veteran players. There's physical players. This is a spot where we're going to be extremely athletic, long, physical, and experienced, and deep. I think it checks every box. For me, coming into this year, then we'll get into future grades in a second. I think this is one of the best positions on the team, Rajiv. I know we're going to talk about that later with the topic you wanted to bring up, but I have an A this for this unit this year.
2: One hundred percent agree. A, it's it's probably the only, it's one of the only A's on the team. Um, there are a couple other ones here and there, but this is this is the strongest in my opinion. It's just so deep. I mean, we don't have positions where you can legitimately say that if a top guy goes down, we're going to be okay. You can say that with this group. I mean, with Blaylock and Brown and all these guys, there's so much depth. And frankly, it's it's that they're all very different. They all have really good skills. The skill sets there. Um, the range, the speed, the ball skills, everything that you want out of a safety, the tackling, these guys check those boxes and then some. Um, This is a very, very strong uniform. It's definite A.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and give the hat trick on that. Um, Anytime you have a room that has two guys that are potentially all conference types, which I think that that's the ceiling for Wooler and Latou, it's really hard not to give that group an A overall. And I really like some of the young pieces that are coming in behind him.
0: Well, let, let's pivot there, Justin, and just stay with you talking about young pieces. Give me a future grade where we're we're looking at everybody in the freshman class coming in, the incoming recruits, all the young players. Uh, give me a future grade here.
1: So it's a, it's an interesting room right now. Looking at it, I'm it's a little light on bodies going forward. Like there's a potential that three of these, all three of these guys are gone after this year, and if that happens. You have you're effectively looking at Zachman, Brendan Moore, Justin Taylor, and um, Austin Brown, which isn't a bad group, but that's light on bodies. Like you probably want five or six safeties in the room, and you don't really have anyone else that's that's in there. Prescott's going to be coming in. I really like him as athletically. Um, I would say you probably want one more guy. Here, here's how I will look at it. I, I kind of talked to you a little bit about this. I'll give it a B B+ if it's the guys that we have there now with, with Prescott, I think it's an A minus if Snowden comes over.
2: Hmm. Interesting. That's a good point. I actually, I hadn't really thought about that with Snowden coming over. I still think he's going to be a corner, but yeah, I'm going to go with a B just because there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces right now, not a lot of pieces for the future. Although I will say Braden Moore, I think will be an absolute star for us in the future. So if he can continue to develop um, you know, he can do well. He's got a really good frame. There's a lot of options there. I think he's, he's kind of that, that guy that, that, that solidifies it. But I would say, I would say, yeah, I mean, a B right now just because it's hard to really see what, where that depth is going to come from a couple of years down the road.
0: So I'm going B plus. I'm just a little higher. Cause I actually really like the combo going forward. It, it, it could be as soon as next year of Austin Brown and Braden Moore. That's two oh. big physical safeties. that. In- past years would have been the highest rated recruit, you know, the most excited players we were about the yeah. safety spot. And now they start to blend into this mix that this coaching staff has developed. So I love both those players. I like JT Taylor as a, as a winner and instinctual player. Um, I'm pretty high on Camir Prescott. We have Brian Smith on and he's really high on Camille Prescott as a big physical safety. I do think there's a chance Snowden moves over, but even if he doesn't, that, that group of four right there, plus Preston Zachman <laughs> potentially, I, I think that's a, a really strong group going forward. It's not an A because we don't know for sure, but I think that's a pretty strong group going forward. Uh, John Kottmeyer says injuries have held Hunter Hunter Waller back for too long. Hope he explodes into the field In any year or some think our D will take a step back for sure, John. All right we gotta take a quick break for our friends of the show. We're gonna come back. We have more grades to give out, storylines over unders, a bunch more coming up on locked on Badgers. but we do need to take a quick break for our friends of the show over at LinkedIn. Uh, and again we've we talked about this justin and Rajiv would talk about this or would understand this every hire everything you're doing now bringing in talent we're talking recruiting all the time it is a high stakes acquisition it's a high stakes wager that's how small businesses are hiring people you want to be 100 percent certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team fast and for free it's something i've used i talked about a lot i I had a guy, I did a job interview with this company, they offered me the job, I didn't take it, but I've stayed connected with him through LinkedIn and through that connection, I've actually expanded my network even though I didn't take the job. LinkedIn helps you expand your networks both as a hirer and as someone looking for jobs. It's why the, you know, small businesses continue to rank LinkedIn number one among uh, competitors for delivering quality hires, simple tools, screening questions, Get rid of all the nonsense that has no business coming through the door. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Let's get Justin. Let's get Rajiv back on. Let's take a couple comments here. Um, let me pop back over to the comments. Let us know your grades too for the position future present. Uh, definitely curious on that one. Uh, so Bob Milburn says Hunter is the next Jim Leonard. John Kottmeier says, Blaylock impresses me every time I hear him answer questions from the press. He's very mature, uh, which he's, you know what? Uh, yeah,
1: married, has year. a kid?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like he's been in the program for a long time. He is an impressive kid. Um, gentlemen, let, let's, we'll get more qu- comments in here, but let's sh- continue talking about this this position. We got some over under some storylines. Um, let's go here with over-under... Um, actually, let's go here because Rajiv, you kick, you brought this up, and I think this is a really interesting question to kick off this next segment. So I'll just kick it over to you, and you can you can bring that one up.
2: Yeah, the question I, I was kind of asking is, do you do we think this is really the best um, position at the, at, the, at the program right now? I mean, to me, it's between wide receiver and safety, but I'm going to actually give it to safety and say this is the strongest and deepest position we have on the roster right now. Um, mainly because there's proven there's proven guys at the top. Look, I know the receivers are going to be fantastic, and I'm not saying that this is not a slight on them, but there's still some unknowns in that world. Bryson Green, now that, after watching him in practice, yeah, obviously he's he's pretty incredible seeing the videos that are coming out and the storylines, and yeah, that makes it stronger. But with Waller and with with um, Latou and Blaylock and Zachman and Brown and everybody and a young brain more. I just feel like this is the strongest position we have. And now you couple that with the great cornerbacks that we have, and it just means that defensive secondary is really going to own this entire season for us. So I think it is the best positional unit that we have. Curious what you guys think about that.
1: I think that it is the strongest in terms of if we were going to grade this position in terms of what it means to the actual team, I would go with wide receiver. And I say that because if the up if the wide receivers achieve their upside, the impact that it's going to have on this team is higher to me than the impact is going to be if we have a couple of all conference safeties. The defense will be really good, but if the offense actually has a pulse this year, we're we're talking a dark horse playoff team. So to me, that's just the difference there is that we're so used to not having quality play at the wide receiver position that if we actually get it, it it really makes a substantial change to what our trajectory is. We're used to having good safety play. maybe not all conference safety play, but good safety play,
0: yeah. i so i I, I go with Rajiv on this one for the simple fact that, I mean, how many receivers potentially could we pull? Uh, you're going to have formations with four, sometimes maybe even five receivers, right? you're only going to play two or three safeties a down. You're probably three, but even then you don't need as many bodies. So the receivers, when you just start listening out the names, it sounds more impressive because you have a lot more bodies, but you need a lot more bodies, right? So the depth doesn't spread out quite as far. Um, I think safety is just so deep because well, you can go down to five or even six and you can feel pretty good about it. And there's going to be formations where you only have two safeties on the field, you know, and you're going to have four quality dudes sitting on the sideline, you know, non on their, their mouthpiece, ready to get in there and, and tear a head off of a fellow big 10 running back. And, I think this that group is so deep. They're so experienced. I think the upside of Waller is higher than the upside of any receiver this year, even a Bryson Green. Not not maybe long term. Um, maybe CJ Williams, maybe something else there. But I think this year the star po- Waller will be the biggest star out of this group between the both of the positions, receiver and, and safety. So I think there's more depth relative to the bodies you need. And I think Waller is
2: the biggest star.
0: I think yeah, I was with
2: I was. I was with you until you said that comment about the, about the, the, I think I actually think that Bryson green probably is going to be that biggest star. Mm. I don't think Woller's going to be the star between the two position groups, but when you look at the groups as in, in, a, as a whole, I feel like that's where the safeties take. They, they, they take the win for me for sure. But as far as highest upside with between those two groups, I'm still going to say that's on the receiver side because you got CJ with a lot of upside and Bryson green, but positional groups in general safety is still winning it for.
1: Okay. I think there's got to be a bet there between Ryan and I at some point because I'm, I'm definitely, we'll have to figure something out. But there's going to be some kind mean. of, there's going to be some kind of bet between the, uh, the wide receiver yeah. room and safety room on this. If that's, I don't if know, that's how what you we're measure going to measure who the
0: biggest star is, to, though. It, that's a tough one to measure, but we could, we
1: could, we could figure something out. No, um, we could figure it with postseason accolades, something like that, or yeah. draft, draft position if they both go. Um, Let, let's do it, man. Let's we'll do figure something out. Um,
0: Let's go. Let's get a couple more of these comments up here. This is from Garbito. He says, safety may be our deepest position group. Excited to see Blaylock. I mean, Blaylock was a guy we were excited about last year. And then with the injury, it's a bummer. (laughs) Last, like, three years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, He's just a guy who's perpetually injured. So hopefully he has a really
0: good year. Kurt Yeager says, let's go. Uh, Mitch Ames, most highly anticipated season in Badger football history which Bo asks more than uh, Barry Alvarez, more than his season. I honestly wasn't around for that. Like, I just wasn't – I was around lot, but I don't really know what the hype level for that was. I don't know if anyone did here. I think we're all about the same
2: spot. That was my um,
1: formative years of Badger football, and I really – like, it. it's it's kind of a uh, cloudy at this point in, in my I mean, it's <laughs> It's been a while. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's get into this one then. This is Robert Sorensen, over-under total takeaways for this defense. I'm going to shift this a little bit, Robert, but I'm going to take the premise of yours because we have an over-under for the safeties. Over-under interceptions, 7.5 for this entire safety group. Um, I'll, I'll kick this one off. I'm going over. They, they had nine last year, All right? Now, Torchio had five of those. So just because you had nine last year doesn't mean you're replacing Torchio's five. But I went under, we did our cornerbacks preview, uh, L was on the show. I went under for the cornerbacks, and I did it because I felt like the safeties are going to be the playmaking backbone of this defense. I think Woller's going to get several. I think Latou's going to get several. I think Blaylock's going to get several. I think a guy like Zachman can come in with one or two. I think they're going to get like eight or nine or ten. So I'm going over on the safeties, 7.5 interceptions.
2: Yeah, I agree. Definitely over for me um, for two reasons. One, we know that the opposing teams are going to be throwing the ball more, given given the fact that our offense is theoretically going to be scoring more. So we're going to be, they're going to be kind of playing some shootouts and the aggressiveness that Luke Fickle wants his safeties to play with, right? So like they're going to be, they're going to be going all over the place. Some of them are going to be playing up, up on the line at times, like linebacking and There's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of versatility with the safety group. So because of how aggressive they're going to play and with the other team throwing the ball like we expect them to, I'm going to go over.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go over for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one being that I think we're going to have three safeties on the field an awful lot this year, which more guys on the field is going to lead to more of those turnovers falling in the safety's hands rather than linebacker, corner. You know, I think there's just going to be more guys out there that are capable of making plays. Um, I'll be shocked if it's under 10. I think that they're going to have, I think it's going to be a very uh, ball hawking defense. I think they may give up a few more plays because I think they're going to be more aggressive than we've been in, in recent years. But I think that they have a chance to be very big on creating turnovers.
0: Uh, Danimal 65 says over. Sometimes we'll see three safeties on the field. And I love his second part of this. He said, plus we should be ahead more often than uh-huh. last year. So teams are going to be throwing the ball. That is a great point. Uh, over under Hunter Waller, 60 tackles. So the leading tackler at the safety spot last year for the Badgers was 56. I had it written down. I lost it. But it was Torchio with like 56, 55. Over under Wooler with 60 this year.
2: Uh, look, and I think Weddowler is going to have a great year, but I'm going to say under just because I think those tackles are going to get spread out a little bit more, um, and that's again not anything against him. I think he's fantastic, but if I think as a group, maybe you're going to see a couple guys are going to be maybe 55, 52. It's going to be spread between the linebackers and the quarterbacks and how this how they play. Uh, but yeah, a slightly under, not anything bad. Just I just feel like it's going to be a lot more spread out.
1: I'm going to actually take the over on this. And the reason why I think is because I think he's going to be in the box an awful lot, which is going to give him the chance to come up and almost pick up some linebacker type play and get the opportunity to grab some tackles that normally wouldn't be there for a safety.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm on the over as well. I think Hunter Waller, especially since I just made a quasi bet with you that he's going to have the the hugest. He's going to be the biggest star here. Of course, I'm going over. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Logan Couch, by the way, says Hunter Waller have a breakout year, be a first round pick. Let's go, Logan. Jump on this bandwagon with me. Maybe, Justin, maybe that's what we do for the bet. Who's the higher NFL draft pick, Bryson or That's what I said.
1: Well, we'll have to take a look. I said postseason accolades or, or possibly draft position. Okay, we'll, let's we'll do that.
0: Gonna... The, the other quick thing with Hunter, and the other reason I'm going to go over is, I think, Justin, you mentioned it. we're going to play three safeties. Oh, a couple of people have mentioned it. Someone in the comments did as well. Justin, you mentioned we're going to play a lot of three safeties. When we go to two safeties, I can almost guarantee you is going to be one of those two. Yeah, he will. And be. then Kamoe and Blaylock, are, we're probably going to be kind of mixing in and out. I just think Hunter's going to have so many opportunities that he's going to go hunting. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't not do that. You just had to do that.
1: (laughs) uh, Hunter has legit NFL measurables. Yeah. Like he's a guy that NFL teams are going to look at and say, all right, he's 6'2. He's 210. He's probably runs in the high four fives somewhere type range, which is still nice for a safety. So he's rangy. He loves to hit. That's exactly what teams are looking for.
0: Yep. And the elephant in the room, he needs to stay healthy right he, he struggled with that some of that's bad luck yep all right let's take a quick break we're going to come back we're going to talk about uh we have a couple more storylines the safety recruit that broke our heart um most um underrated player at the position somebody we don't think gets a respect we got a bunch more coming up with safeties on lockdown badgers plus your comments but first a quick break for our friends of the show and a quick second to say as always thank you so much for tuning into lockdown badgers we really do appreciate it um at least i do i don't know about justin regie but i care all right, let's let's get back into the show here. Let's get Justin Rajiv back in. You're
2: not the only one that cares. <laughs> no, I know. <don't. laughs> I
0: know. When I take you guys into the green room, it gives me opportunity to be a jerk. Um <laughs> all right, let's let's go here. So a couple more. Um, let me pull up on our, our agenda here to make sure I don't miss anything. Most interesting storyline this year. And it could be one we've already kind of hit on. If it is, we don't have to spend too much time on it. Oh, I, I can jump in this one because I, I got one right off the top of my head that that I, I'm I'm always interested in the young guys like I'm and this this sparked when Justin and I we were talking about uh, the potential of losing the three big dogs from this defense I want to I want to see in mop up duty uh, Braden Moore I, I want to see in mop up duty Preston Zachman. I want to know if next year there's an answer because I don't think I have many questions with the top three but I have no idea with that next group mm-hmm. so to me that's something I'm really curious especially when you play a Buffalo. Um, Minnesota, Nebraska, you know, teams are going to wax. Um, I want to see the young guys
2: and see what we have for next year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like Braden Moore was, was where I was going to go with this just because he seems like a really, really exciting prospect for us. Um, I'm also really interested in the formations and how often are we seeing three safeties out there? How often are we seeing two? How are they used? You know, are they going to be up in the box? Like Justin mentioned with Wooler being in the box a lot it's I'm, I'm really excited to see it's it's going to be so different than a traditional base defense that we're so used to seeing year in and year out um, which has been fantastic for us but I feel like things are gonna be very different this year so much more versatility and how they line up and and where they go and so I feel like that to me is a storyline within itself and definitely brain more how much we see of him and how good he really is
1: yeah, I mean, I think I feel the same way. I think Moore is going to be a, a player, same with Austin Brown. I really think that he's got a lot of upside, and I think it sounds like he's been borderline pushing as it is. If we didn't have – if Laylock wasn't here, I think we'd be hearing about Brown right now. So I think that they're in a good spot for him. He's ready to play mentally, which is the, the concern I with Moore is just, you know, is he going to be ready as a, a redshirt freshman potentially to, to get out there and, and take over as a starter?
0: All right, let's go. Safety recruit that broke your heart. Somebody that you thought would be a lot better at Wisconsin for whatever reason, uh, just didn't,
2: just didn't quite happen. So I'm gonna go with Patrick Johnson. Um, when he was uh, when recruited, he had his film. The ball skills were incredible, and I just remember thinking, tr- true free safety, center fielder type. He just injured, wasn't wasn't couldn't make it happen with injuries. Had a season en- injury, I think it's the second season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember thinking, wow, true great center fielder that had incredible ball skills, just didn't work out.
1: Yeah. was it Tamekalo. Oh, Frank. Timoqually. <laughs> Timoqually. Yeah. Out of, out of uh, yeah. Maryland. Yeah. Four star safety came to Wisconsin. Never heard again. <laughs> it just, as far as I know, fell off face of the earth. Shane Carter too, man, had, had a lot of upside to him. Oh. Like there mm-hmm. was talk of him becoming an all all big ten type guy and then got had some issues.
0: Yeah. Um Frank Frank is a great one because he came out a good good lady our oh, what's it the council good lady of my council, which is yeah. um we just got ah the, uh, Dylan. Oh, okay. Right, Dylan, uh, Dylan, yeah, Dylan Jones. Yeah Dylan, 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 Jones. Yeah, Dylan. yeah, Dylan Jones. And I talked to the head coach and I asked him about Frank. And he, he wasn't the head coach from Frank was there, but he knew him because he was an assistant coach and he said uh, Frank was a great kid, great player. I just had injury problems at Wisconsin, and he didn't know why it didn't work out. But, um, yeah, that's a great one, Justin. I was going to go – this might be a bit of a cop-out, but Reggie Pearson, just because we should have gotten four years of Reggie Pearson Jr. And He
1: he finished at Oklahoma?
0: Yeah, he he went to – he finished at Oklahoma, but he went somewhere to go in between. Didn't he go to – Texas Texas Tech? Yeah, he went – but he, gosh, he could hit, man. I remember mm. that Michigan game that forced fumble when he flew up. And, like, it was, like, the only highlight of that game for the Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> but four years of him would have been so, so fun. Um, uh,
1: the second right, coming of Jay Valai. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Like, he was a missile, man. <laughs> and a leader, Teammates gravitated towards him. Let's go. Former Badger safety that you think is perpetually underrated by Badger fans.
1: Oh man. All right.
2: So I mean this one, I have two. One that maybe's a little underrated. I loved Scott Nelson. I think he was such a fantastic safety. Then I, I wouldn't say he's really underrated. And my my two my other guy's definitely not underrated, but I'm still gonna talk about him. Um but Scott Nelson, just in general, I felt like really brought it, really gamer, played you know, played really hard every to every game. Um and I think he was for them for some part underappreciated. The other guy was definitely not underappreciated. But every time we talk about safeties, I want to bring up Jim Leonard, who is my all-time favorite Badger. Just an unbelievable guy, special teams, incredible safety, he played in the NFL. Obviously, we all know Jim Leonard. I just feel like now, you know, he played great in the NFL. He was a coach. His time at Wisconsin playing wasn't really talked about as much anymore. Man, I mean, he was playing when I was when I went to school there. Such an incredible safety to watch and so fun. And I, even though I know he's not underrated, I have to just take the opportunity to talk about him.
1: Ryan, why don't you toss yours out here real quick? I need to grab my name. Yeah, Canon L, by the
0: way, says Eric Burrell. Uh, so underrated. That's a good one. I've got two really quick. I want to give a quick – because we weren't doing the bo- podcast when Leo Musso was in college. Um, That's who I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. I hated the idea that he's – I'll, I'll own it. I hated the idea that he was going to be the starting safety senior. I said, this is a terrible, terrible move. He's going to get lit up. Uh, this shows how weak we are that's i mean i was i was all all in my feelings about leo Musso. and that first game is against lsu right and he listen he balled out he was a really good solid safety
1: i think the 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 what made us worry about him was watching him try to take down henry In the uh, Alabama game, and just get annihilated. He looked like a trying to trying to close the hole. (laughs) You see, Derrick Henry just come flying. And
0: the next year was Leonard Fournette, right, coming to to Lambo. Um, but he he played really solid. You got to give Musso a ton of credit. Mm -hmm. But my other one I really want to talk about was Tanner McAvoy. The thing is, Tanner McAvoy never was a tackler, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem is when you're a free safety and you're that last line, and sometimes you. You're not a great tackler. That's what people focus on. He didn't
1: always take great angles either.
0: He didn't, but you also got to realize the dude had six picks. like He he was such a rangy center fielder. Um, Let's be honest. honest.
1: If if he was a hitter, you'd be talking about a first-round draft pick at a 6'6 center fielder. Type but safety. He was everything
0: I want in a deep, rangy center fielder to, to yeah. protect those, those deep middles, right? To jump balls. To po- like I, I thought he was perpetually underrated because he wasn't a great hitter, but what he mm-hmm. did was was really solid. Um, all right. Uh I think that's our safety thing. Let's here's let get some more comments here. Robert Soros Dakota Dixon. Um, hey, Bo Dragon. Bo Dragon Tanner McAvoy was the most underrated safety. There we go, Bo. I didn't see that comment. I swear I didn't steal yours. Um uh, Right. Bo says Ryan copying me. No, it wasn't. Um, let's go here. Robert Sorensen, Colin Wilder. Great team leader. Great factory. That's a good one. Guys, I'm going to hunt for a couple more great comments from our great community here. Um, I want to kick it over to you guys while I do that. And any other thing, points on the safety talk, any uh, safety conversation that we missed on?
1: Nothing for me. I mean, it's it, this is we've discussed this previously in a couple of our other shows. How athletic this group is compared to what we've had in the past at Wisconsin, and seeing a lot of these names pop up that people are dropping right now, kind of just really emphasizes that fact. I mean, we had a lot of four eight safeties that were in there, that guys that played really hard and were very assignment sound, but they were not guys that against teams like Ohio State or LSU or Bama you want out on an Island against somebody.
2: Yeah. I think the only thing I want to add is again, just how deep this, this group is. And I mean, we're going to find out very quickly, um, how great they play well together along with the quarterbacks and how great the secondary really can be. Cause I think that's something that, I mean, I've obviously brought it up a few times. I think the secondary is going to be magnificent this year with everything, all the pieces we have. And so, I mean, that could really be, a, it could be game changing in, in many cases. Like even when we play Ohio state, like we're going to have a better defensive secondary than we've ever had. Well, at least in in, in recent memory, as far as I'm concerned. Most So that's, yeah, yeah, definitely most athletics. So I feel like that's really, it's going to put us in a different class this year. I mean, look, our defense has been incredible for many years and that's been the cornerstone of our team. But now with the secondary being what it is, teams that then they're, they are going to throw the ball on us. Cause we're going to be ahead. They're going to be throwing a lot, but you know, how how game-changing can they be? And, I mean, are we going to maybe even blow teams out a little more because of their turnover capabilities and being able to, sh- to really shut down opposing offenses? So I think it's really an exciting group in general uh, that I'm very much looking forward to seeing. We're 20 days away, guys, 20 days.
0: And um, that's a good like point the- with the Ohio State one. Rick Leggett brings up Ohio State playing in Madison this year will be epic. ESPN game day potentially. Listen, the three of us are going to be there. I'll be a night game Halloween weekend in Madtown. Let us know in the Discord on Twitter if you're going to be there. We're going to have a get together the day before. It's not going to be quite like the show we did in lot, but it's go- we're going to get together. We're going to buy people beer. I'll probably give away a couple helmets. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun. So we I know speaking for everybody here, we cannot wait for that one.
2: Also, so, I also think we need some, we need some costume ideas, maybe from oh, from yeah. our community, because if we're going to hit State Street, up we, and then walk yeah. on Halloween weekend, we're going to need to look good out there. So, yeah. any uh, three person, yeah. um, you know, costume ideas? Throw them in the throw them in the chat.
1: One thing I want to just throw out there is an underlying fact that I think is going to play out this year, with the defense being as aggressive it is, with the offense being as hopefully high scoring as we think it's going to be.
0: Oh, hold hold that thought, hold that thought, because this is a comment I want to put up. then I'm going to kick to Nathan Hammond says, how do you think the up-tempo offense will affect the defense, especially if we have quicker scoring?
1: I don't think it's going to affect it as much as people think. I've been on, I've been standing out and saying that given how bad the offense has been over the last few years with three and outs that if you have a six play drive versus a three play drive, where it's a three and out roughly the same amount of time, like there's probably going to be some difference but if if you lose a minute or two of game time, do you really think that that's going to change how effective the, the defense is? I don't. Now, if it's a five-minute change or six-minute change in gameplay, yeah, then we could start to have some issues. But, you know, that's one of the things with this team too is they're going to have to do a better job of getting deep, more depth and, and having uh, better athletes that they can shift out more. So I think they're headed in that direction. But, yeah, I'm not expecting it. But what the point I was going to make was simply this. When it comes to the offense getting up, and if we do attack on defense, those guys in the secondary having a couple extra steps to them will make a big difference when balls get just thrown up. And that's that's where the turnovers happen.
0: Greg Linsicum comes in, and Greg, as always, thank you for the comments. Thank you, everybody, for the comments, by the way. I don't always say that. I mean it, though. Uh, he said, any word on walk-ons that might play this year? Riley Nowakowski, obviously, former walk-on. Owen Arnett has yeah, gotten us to. Yeah, I was going to say Owen. Yeah. Um,
1: Slot corner right
0: now. I'm trying to think of who else. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Uh, uh, that's, that's who sticks out to me, though, immediately, is those two. And both of those have a pretty legitimate chance to play. Um, all right, I think we're going to wrap it up there, guys. We're at 34 minutes. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. We did have a question, the over-under. I think it was 1.5, how many coaches boat?" Uh, Bo Dragon is going to want to get fired this year. He responded <laughs> with just one great guard. Yeah. <laughs> so, as always, um, thank you to everybody who tuned in. What's up, Rio? I see you jumping in there. Canon says, Seattle NFC champs, not with your not with that quarterback, bro. Stop it. <laughs> you're not going to come on the show anymore if you're spitting that kind of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, stop it. Um, all right. We're going to wrap up there. Nathan says, thank you. A bunch of comments. I didn't get to, I know Kathleen, I saw you in there, Tyler. I didn't get all yours in Steve. Um, I apologize for that, but really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah, go ahead. Rajiv. I,
2: I will say earlier and that we, we didn't, I don't know if this, did you pop this up or not, but Bo dragon had a comment way earlier, like seven fifteen or something. Let me see. He, it was a, it was a very, I was, thanks think it was seven thirteen. very positive comment that I think we should put up here. And we don't get a ton of positivity from Bo dragon, but it was something nice about locked on Badgers. And he was basically oh. saying that he listened to the Ohio State one, and that this show was—it wasn't even ten percent as good as this one. So thank you, Boat Dragon, for that nice comment. It was 7%. I didn't even
0: see that. What's up? Yeah. Boy? Thank you for that.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, that's a great—that's a great spot to end on. Uh, Nathan says thanks. Appreciate everybody on Wisconsin. Let's do it again tomorrow. See if I can do a not a, an awkward outro. That's too bad. late for that.